My name is John Chafee. I was trained as a pastor and this is one of the ways in which I try to do something good with that education. This is Begin Again. So if you are looking for a nuanced or interesting take on the Jesus tradition and all of its wisdom and all of its perplexity and mystery, then you found the right place. I sincerely hope that this helps you to rethink some things, to maybe grow in your own way for health and holiness, for your benefit and for the benefit of those around you. So again, welcome to Begin Again. Okay, what's up? So this is going to be uh, just myself this time. Uh, I've done a number of interviews over the past six months or a year, and it was time just to have a chat just with you and I. So this one, this is called Everyone and Everything Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you, you could think that it's a call out to the Oscar winning movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, but it isn't. This is actually something I've been thinking on for a long time, but before we do that, let me share some pieces of news. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance, go ahead and look at my website, johnchafee.com. I have uh, a sign up there for a free weekly email where I put out some quotes and some wildness and updates about projects that I'm doing, things coming up. And frankly, it's been fun because people like yourselves out there, Sometimes you reply to those emails about how one of those things stand out to you or what you got from it. And it's always fun to reply to those types of emails, all right? So go back to the website and, and sign up for that if you haven't. It's free. And let's be honest, it's also free to un, <laughs> unsubscribe as well. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things I had done over the past couple of weeks is I had finished an online class. This is something that I've been trying to do more and more of, and this one was called Becoming You. And I put together uh, a dozen videos or more about what does it look like to be a person? What does it look like to be in the image of God and in the likeness of Christ yet for you to be you and for me to be me? And that topic resonates with the college students that I talk with. And to be honest, there's grown adults that I've had that conversation with, and they love it too. So I thought, all right, I'll just make a series of videos. And what I did was pull together some of the best ancient wisdom of the Christian tradition and brought it alongside some of the modern wisdom from psychology about what is a person, how to be a healthy person, how do you interact with others and how do you hold your own identity versus allowing someone else to have their identity, you know? So that's becoming you. So go give a sign up to the weekly email, check that out. And then of course, keep your eyes out because I, I have some other things that I'm probably going to be releasing leading up to and then maybe even on Easter day, which is coming up. Okay. But let's go this way. Let's go right into this topic, everyone and everything everywhere. Now, in order to do this one, I need to tell you a quick story. 
a number of weeks ago, I was teaching the seminary class that I teach. And we have these students and they're fantastic. They're, they're just lovely and they're asking all these wonderful and, and correct questions that they should be asking in a class like what we have. And it's all based on spiritual formation. It's about learning how to have a spirituality and not just having a theology. And we have some fantastic conversations. But a few weeks ago, we had a conversation about spirit and matter. And the students activated so much with it. They, they enlivened and they said, this changes everything. And so what I would love to do is to share with you some of the things that we said in that class over this episode, okay? And I really hope that it's something of a paradigm shift for you. My students said that it caused them to have to rethink everything, which is one of my favorite things to cause other people <laughs> to do. So let's do that, okay? So I teach this class and it's called Nurturing Spiritual Life and Formation. It's a class devoted to the spiritual disciplines, but really it's about how to think. And as we were going through it, I said that it's always important to keep ourselves open to rethinking everything. That the word for repent that happens in the New Testament, it's literally Jesus's first word of public ministry, means not to repunish yourself, but to rethink things. And in the midst of this, we were having a conversation about the body, about, you know, your, your physical body with your height and your weight and all your warts and your <laughs> scars, all your pimples and all that hair and anything. But we talked about how a common mistake that people have is to hold their body either too high or too low. They either love it completely in a way that's almost narcissistic or they completely devalue it. And sometimes this can happen in spiritual circles because the spirit is considered to be wonderful and beautiful and anything physical is considered the opposite, right? So we were talking about the body and I said, you know, it's really not so much that spirit and matter are against each other. And it's not even that spirit is greater than matter or that matter is greater than spirit. It's that spirit and matter are deeply intertwined, so much so that we probably can't even really tell the difference between them. And you could have seen, <laughs> you would have loved to have seen their faces. They, they just gave a, a perplexed look of like, well, please say more. What the heck does that mean? And so I brought up church history, which is one of my favorite things to do. And in the year 662, there was a man named Maximus the Confessor. He passed away in 662, and his name is something of a mockery. Because when he was approaching 80 or so, the people around him and the people that were in authority over him cut out his tongue and cut off his hand because of what he confessed. And his confession was that Jesus was both human and divine. 
And people didn't know what to do with that. There was a, a point in human history where people found that even within the church circles, that, that was a, a conversation that was very loaded. And so they tried to make him recant of it, and he didn't. He said, no, the, the two sides of Jesus being human and divine, they exist without, quote, confusion, division, separation, or change. You can't confuse them. You can't divide them. You can't separate them. And one doesn't change into the other. They're deeply intertwined. And as a result of it, they beat him, cut out his tongue, and uh, cut off his hands so that he couldn't write or talk about his position anymore. So shortly after that, he passed away. He didn't die from those wounds, so he's not considered a martyr by church standards, but he, he died shortly thereafter. And his name, Maximus the Confessor, like I said, is a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek uh, moniker. But he kind of came around to saying some very wonderful things. And in order to do that, I have to tell you about a word. So in Greek, there is a word logos, L-O-G-O-S. Looks like the word logos, but it's pronounced logos. And logos is the Greek word for word, but also for reason. It's also where we get the word logic from, rationality. Can even mean pattern, can even mean blueprint. And the New Testament talks about Jesus as being the Logos. He is the word. He is the reason, the rationality, the pattern, the, the blueprint of everything. Everything was created in him and by him and through him and for him and to him all things were created. Nothing was made that has, nothing has not been made that was not made. No, wait, nothing has been made that was not made by him, in him, through him, for him, to him. All of that. And so Maximus said, listen, Christ is the Logos. He is the word with a capital W. But everything else in the world, everyone and everything everywhere are words with a lowercase w. You could say it in the sense of if Jesus is what was spoken, Everything else is the echo. He is the word, but we are the words. He is the word with a capital W. We are words with a lowercase w. And just like an echo patterns after its original voicing, that goes to say, what is going on? All of matter, your body, my body, everything, everyone, is somehow deeply intertwined with the Lagos, so much so that we can't confuse or divide, separate or change. <laughs> you see what I mean? So is it that there's spirit and matter, or is that there or is it that spirit and matter are so deeply intertwined it's foolish to even try to dis uh, disassociate them from one another, you know? So Christ is the Logos. He's the ordering principle and, blue, and blueprint. And in the Logos, everything was made by, in, for, and through, and to him. 
we are the echo and there's a way in which we participate in the primary logo or logos man i'm, I'm starting to trip over my words so i wrote down some things here's what i have to say everyone and everything everywhere is already an echo of the divine and uncreated Christ. Oh, everything and everyone everywhere already participates in the Christ. It's just some people don't know it yet. Oh, see, this changes things. Then you can kind of understand why they wanted to cut out his tongue and cut off his hand, Maximus the Confessor. But at the end of his life, no one thought he was wrong. And he's pretty much up there next to all the other saints. Okay, but what are the implications of this? If everything everywhere and everyone already participate in the Logos, are already in Christ, for Christ, existing through Christ, the Christ, what is going on? Well, it means if you know that on some level, you're in on the secret already. But this also means we can change the way that we look at absolutely everything around us. So that means bears, trees, rivers, tacos, sunsets, teardrops, diapers, teenagers, Arib Aborigines, Eskimos, the Tower of Pisa, the Great Wall of China, your appendix, <laughs> Saturn, black holes, seashells, New Mexico, every guitar, the air that you're breathing right now, everyone and everything everywhere already participates in Christ because Christ is all and in all. Which means there's a deep sanctity and holiness to everything you've ever felt, held, tasted, touched, smelled, heard. Everything. Spirit and matter are so deeply intertwined. It's foolishness to even try to think we can separate them. And yeah, this changes everything. Because it means that we have to pay attention to how we treat the bears, the trees, the rivers, tacos, sunsets, teardrops, diapers, teenagers, aborigines, Eskimos, the Tower of Pisa, the Great Wall of China, your appendix, my appendix, <laughs> Saturn, black holes, seashells, New Mexico, every guitar, the air that you're breathing. All of these things can be treated with a certain level of sanctity. That there's divinity deeply embedded within everything material. And so here we are, centuries or thousands of years down the road, and we still love to separate spirit and matter. And as a result of it, we are prone to then looking at certain people, certain buildings, certain things, and say, this is holy, but not that. 
that's holy, but not that over there. Rather than recognizing this deep truth that the early Christians, the people that actually wrote the New Testament, let's say that Paul the Apostle, John, who wrote the uh, Gospel of John, everything, everywhere, and everyone are already participating in the Christ. They just maybe don't know it yet. And there is nothing which has the blueprint and the deep divine DNA embedded in it that God does not love and that God would not do everything in order to restore, redeem, reconcile, renew, recreate, repair, recover, rescue. So I said this in my class and my students, they said that this was one of their favorite lectures they had ever attended. And I said, I wish I could have said that I came up with this, but actually it's deep wisdom from within the Christian tradition that's at least 1400 years old. But the thing is, one of the reasons why modern Christianity is struggling so much is it's forgotten the gold it's already said. And that's the thing that I love to do, to go back through the church history and to find the gold that still applies and bring it forth. And unfortunately, some people might listen to this episode and be like, wow, John, that is so unchristian. Like, well, maybe, or maybe we could say that the average or conventional Christianity that we have today is so far off. From its roots. So, as a result of this episode, which is going to be a little shorter, I hope you don't mind, I hope that you can walk around today, tomorrow, the rest of this week with a, a different posture towards everyone and everything everywhere. So, may you. Live with joy and wonder and gratitude and presence and awareness that the divine Lagos, the Christ, is already present in everyone and everything everywhere. May grace and peace be with you. <laughs>